It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Files is not cable. We're wired differently, which means you can get the fastest internet available with equal upload and download speeds from 50 to 500 megs. So you can upload 200 photos before your favorite song is finished. Click the ad and switch to Files today to get our best offer ever. Hey, Mike, Hello. this is Mike. How are you? Mike, can you hear hey, me? Hey, Mike. This is Mike. <laughs> it's easy What's to remember happening? that name. <laughs> How you yeah, doing? You know, sometimes I still forget. <laughs> I hear that. Hey, listen, Mike, it's good to have you on here today, man. Things are starting to look up for the band. Things are happening. The debut record, Crown the Villain is out. A bunch of shows coming up. Looks like this is going to be the year for the band to take off. Yeah, definitely. And, and by the way, I have uh, our lead thinker, Franco V. Rock, in on this conversation over here, this interview. So uh, feel free to, you know, pitch his brain. You got it. How you doing, Franco? I'm good. Yourself? I'm doing great, man. It's a pleasure to have both of you on here today. Uh, I mean, the two of you guys have actually been together uh, for a long time. You've been playing since the Beneath Me days, uh, uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, something like uh, November of 2007, I think it was. Yeah. November 2007, yeah. Wow. So it's been a long time, uh, since, and also Andy's been a part of it, two to three of you. Uh, let's go back to kind of like the end of uh, Beneath Me, going into the beginning of the new band. I mean, since the three you were together in the old band, what kind of happened that you didn't want to, like, be a part of that anymore or wanted to rebrand yourself and start new? What took place? Well, uh, you know, we've gone through so many different members, and us three have been the core. And uh, and my twin brother, Andy, who's definitely stuck with us, he's on drums. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we just felt that we were, us three, moving in a different direction, and... Um, we, you know, and it was just, that's just how it took place. It just naturally happened that way. Yeah. So, I mean, there was, there was nothing really that, that, uh, you know, that was a tragedy or anything like that. It was just like, okay, we, we were just on a different level, I guess. It's just a easier way to say it. Yeah. The sure. chemistry was there from day one, you know, so even during the Beneath Me days, you know, the chemistry was there when we first met, so... We always had the same, you know, mentality of writing music the same way all the time. I mean, is that like a difficult part of being in a band today is finding, you know, four or five guys that kind of have the same vision, the same direction, are willing to put everything into the pot and go with it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's extremely difficult to find like-minded people with the same drive and vision and musically the same taste. Um, you know, you can... You know, I mean, we've all been in bands previous before we even met, and you know, you you maybe have one other guy that you gel with, and you might have a few other guys that just don't see eye to eye. You might have a vision on where the direction's going, but they're just not seeing it, and it you know it can make things difficult. And with us three, it just naturally happens. We just know each other musically, um, our style and the way we write. That we don't even have to really think about it. It's like 
we can write an idea and send it. And it's like, oh, man, like, I had an idea that's going to work with that, too, and it just comes together. It was just complete natural. And, yeah. you know, and Franco being with us for so long, I mean, it was like a, you know, long-lost brother that came into the band, and it was finally complete. Uh, what do you think is the hardest part of it, or the, or the, the downside of it, is that people aren't willing to – I mean, it's a lot of sacrifice being in a band. We all know that. People remember the days of piling into the back of a van, traveling for hours, doing a show, not making money, not getting paid. That, that happens in the beginning. It takes a long time to build up a following. You think people aren't willing to sacrifice that, or is it just more musical differences? Um, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, uh, I mean, it, it definitely takes that sacrifice and uh, that dedication and, you know, and having that same vision, I mean, it will pay off in the end. And when you don't have that, it, it just become, becomes an obstacle. And uh, especially musically, you know, I mean, if you're not telling in a studio, it, it could feel like pulling teeth trying to get through a song, you know. And, yeah. and that's what we kind of experienced in the past. And just when us three got together and we got in the room, it was – it just flowed. I mean, it, there was no obstacle whatsoever. Um, I think our obstacles were that we had just so many ideas flying. It's like, where do we, you know, pick? You begin. Yeah, where do we yeah. you know, stop and go and start with this, you know? So that, which is a blessing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you talk about overcoming obstacles. Frankly, you're up in Canada. I mean, you know, so, I mean, willing to put in that time and dedication to the band shows that, you know, anything can happen if you really want to make it happen. Well, first off, if 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 we can get rated R, it's because he's the shit, and that's just <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot of dedication. You know, there's a lot of sacrifice. You know, I mean, I can't even remember how many times I've driven to Chicago from Montreal, Canada, you know, 14, 15, 16 hour drives on my own, and I did it because I knew there was something there, and I knew that you know the music that we do is completely unique and. Thing I want to continue doing for a very long time. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the world that we live in today, with all the technology we have, it does make it a lot easier for band members to have members. I mean, I mean, all over the country, all over the world. I mean, because you can swap files, go back and forth with Skype and other things. Uh, but yeah. is there something to being in the same room together where things kind of really gel at that point, or can you make it happen, you know, electronically? It, you know, even outside of uh, being in a room, we still have that chemistry. Um, I mean, if Franco sends us an idea or we send him an idea, it's just, it just happens. It's, we just know each other so well on what we do in the group that you kind of instinctively know where to go. And, you know, adjustments will be made when we, you know, hash it out in the recording studio and do the fine-tuning when we're recording. But, um, you know, let's face it, come on. You know, Canada's like a little drive away. I don't believe in that border. <laughs> not, we're, we're not stopped by an ocean, so he doesn't have to rowboat over here. So, <laughs> it's like another giant state. Exactly. Well, I mean, the new album is out right now. I mean, Crown the Villain is just a brutal album, start to finish. I mean, there's nothing about the sound that's for the weak hearted and the faint. I mean, what were the challenges of getting this album out and putting it together? Was there a lot going on behind the scenes to get it to happen? Um, with this record, we really didn't have anything really written as we were going on in. We may have had ideas. Um, our only, what we had preconceived was we wanted to rage, always groove, tell a story, be very melodic. Um, it was 
wasn't until Carmine Apice, who produced her album, came in the picture. Franco flew out to Manhattan to meet up with him and uh, shot the shit with him for four or five hours, just talking back and forth on what we vision, on what we want to do. And literally, we got in the studio. We were, we were really writing and recording at the same time. And one of the aspects that usually in past bands, most bands will write the songs, rehearse it, and then record it. But uh, sometimes what happens, you over-rehearse it, and that kind of spark, that energy kind of dies away, and you're kind of just playing it. And anyone who's been in a band might have recorded the same song like a thousand times in a demo. Two or three CDs of the same song, same tempos, same way it's played. One might feel that like, okay, why is it when I cruise in my ride and I listen to this, I zone in, but I listen to the same CD of that song and another one, and I'm not. And uh, we wanted to take an older school approach, which is kind of like the idea of Tate is always running. And really bringing in, and Carmine was a big influence on it, being spontaneous and, and uh, creatively open and capturing the moment. And uh, a lot of things happened just on the moment. And uh, that was what we were setting out to achieve. And, I, you know, we truly got it. I have to agree. I think you did, Frank. I like you went to you went to New York to meet up with Carmine, and there was a lot of talking going. I'm sure ninety percent of it, if ninety nine of it, was all Carmine talking. Yeah, if he really was. <laughs> <laughs> Carmine's a good friend of the show. He's been here many, many times. You can't get a word in edgewise with that guy. That's an Italian New Yorker for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you got an Italian New Yorker and you got an Italian Canadian. There you <laughs> go. That's <laughs> 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 Well, that's right. <laughs> God, cool. we should said it the right way. <laughs> that's great. I've been around this Italian for a while. I'm picking oh, up. Oh, God. Well, well, how did you guys hook up with Carmine? You never mentioned how you actually hooked up with or met him. Um, I, I think there was a time in our life when we were looking for the right producer and the right person to just jump in and guide us the right way and I had spoken to my manager and I asked him if he knew someone and he just came out with Carmine Apice and uh, the rest is history we made contact and I flew over and uh, you know sat with him for a while and the rest is history yeah I mean every time I think about Carmine you can see everything about all the bands he's played in the bands he's worked with in the end all I can think about is that the man played on the Ed Sullivan show and met Ed Sullivan I mean <laughs> that's like the be all end all yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I saw uh, that. Yeah, I mean, 40 years of, you know, a professional musician and just all the artists he's played with. I mean, Jeff Beck, you know, wrote and uh, jammed with Rod Stewart. And, and, you know, the list just goes on and on. And it's that is diversity, you know. And, yeah. you know, we were soaking everything up like a sponge. I mean, it's absolutely priceless to, to gain that kind of knowledge. Uh, from somebody, you know, that's so experienced. Um, he was definitely the right fit for us. And uh, I, without even a question, I, we would love to just do another record with him again. Yeah, well, hopefully that'll happen. You can tell him I said that. Plug it in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know. You know, I mean, when I listen to this record, it gets me right from the beginning, you know, and it carries me through the whole record. But it, it's different out there today. A lot of these younger kids... 
I mean, they don't really give albums a chance to grow in them. And with some bands, that's, you know, just a part of life. You put on a record. You might not get into it the first time around. You got to come back to it. But you got to hit these new kids, with like, like, right off the bat within the first 10 seconds. Does that make it harder for you as a musician to kind of grab an audience or grab people in where you have to kind of, like, write to get them right away because they have a short attention span? Yeah, I mean, you know, we got to make sure we don't pop Adderall. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, I, mean, I, I think sometimes we have a little bit of ADD ourselves. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, I, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, I think it's just when it speaks, it speaks and it grabs attention. Um, I know the songs have definitely shortened in length and uh, something that we weren't really looking to do when we were doing the record. Um, I think we just, it was just coming naturally once again, but uh, we definitely want, you know, our idea was to like kick you right in the ass, right in the beginning, right out of the box, get right to the point. You know, yeah, yeah. All metal, well, no bullshit. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, be, be, being a three-piece band, I mean, each member really has got to carry their own weight to give it a big, full sound. But live, you guys aren't doing without a bass player, right? That's right. We're uh, well, you... it's just guitar, drums, and vocals. And um, I mean, we we got a bag of tricks and how we do it, but nah, I'm just messing with it. I mean, it took <laughs> us months to figure out. I mean, really, that idea came from Carmine when we were recording in Jersey. Um, the sound was so big, and I remember talking to him and be like, hey, you know, we've got to find a bass player, but I'm thinking about just writing bass. And he just turned, and he's like, you know what? You guys don't need a bass player. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, you're going to be the white stripes of metal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we're like, come on, you're nuts. No way. And, you know, we couldn't win. You know, I mean, we were like, you sure this song's in a different key? You know, we might need bass. And he's like, no, you're going to reconfigure it, and you're going to do it your way, you know, with the tuning that you're in. And I was like, man, I'm not going to win on this. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, he was right. Uh, I mean, the, the tuning we're in, um, I, I do have, um, like, an octave pedal uh, that goes even lower that creates the idea of, of a bass guitar underneath. Yeah. So it fills up the whole spectrum from the low all the way to the highs. And if you were to add a bass, it would just get muddy and there wasn't any room. And uh, it, it stuck and it just sounds full. You know, the, the hard part was trying to translate that then when we were done. It took us like six months to figure it out, but we did it. And uh, it's translating. And it's yeah. really really vibing with uh, uh, you know the audience when we're playing I mean they they just keep on coming up they're like I don't know how three guys make so much noise and it's like that's right <laughs> that's well, why for the audience, there for the audience it's a plus because it's one less way they gotta move their head to look on a different side of the stage that's right you can look at three good-looking guys. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, bass players always have a bad, not a bad but bass players always get shitted on that they're not needed in a band. You guys have finally put the nail in the coffin for bass players. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're definitely going to ruin it for a lot of bands. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. There's <laughs> been shows where's the bass player? I mean, I, I, <laughs> you know, I, was, I was hanging out with my older brother, and, and when he heard of the idea, you know, shooting some whiskey, and he said the same thing. He's like, you're going to ruin it for a lot of bands. And I was like, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. <laughs> do, do you find that people do look on the other side of the stage for a bass player for a while when you first come on and they don't know who you are yet? 
Well, our setup live, um, usually a drummer will sit in the back, so my brother will actually sit on stage right, right up front. So we're oh, all okay. up front on the stage. So we fill up the whole thing. So everyone's seeing everything all at once and while we're doing it. So, yeah. Which is a plus because, you know, when you're opening up for X, sometimes they throw you in front of their gear. So no big deal for us. That's what we prefer, you know. Yeah, that, that's definitely funny stuff, man. But when, you, when you're in the studio recording or you're writing, do you have to be kind of careful of what you write and make sure that you can recreate it live because you can go crazy in the studio? Oh, totally. 100% right about that. You, know, you might have multiple ideas, and you've got to either try to figure out a way to merge the two or pick and choose your battle. And uh, Carmine was definitely there to cap it on us to make sure that you try to – go overboard in production you know so we we were really conscious of really keeping it raw and stripping it down while we were recording so that way live it did translate yeah so i know you guys have a couple of shows coming up but what are the plans you know for the rest of this year we're closing in towards the end of it right now what are the like the main things you want to get accomplished for the years up man make some musical history pass on the torch influence a generation you know, keeping the authenticity in music and uh, definitely keeping, you know, the you know, song to song, you know, on its own to, to live on. Um, it's really easy today to just get caught up in technology, and that's one thing we wanted to stay away from uh, relying on. So uh, really bringing it back to the songs, you know, what we all grew up listening to, whether Zeppelin or Beatles or Aerosmith, um, you know, really keeping it to the core and in and just influence a generation. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I I think if we could pass on that torch, you know, we can all die happy. Well, I think you guys are going to die happy. You, you really put out a great record here. It kind of melts a little bit of the old, the new, and everything in between, and a whole new vibe to it. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for being here today. You know, uh, Mike Franco, the best of luck. I, I know you have shows coming up in New York, right? Yeah, we actually are. Uh, going to be doing some rehearsing out here just uh you know tightening up our show and preparing for the next few days and uh and just going to enjoy it out here and have a good time hey i can't wait to see you guys play live it's going to be amazing and uh by the way today uh our video drops worldwide for uh damnation so uh check it out it is uh google it you can go on our facebook uh chains over razors on facebook or uh, ChainsOverRazors.com, or uh, ChainsRazors on Twitter. That's the best way to find you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys live, man. You have great rehearsals, kick ass. I'll be looking for the bass play still because I'm old school, but I'll get over it after a little while. Hey, you should come out to the show. I am going to be at the show. We'll I'll hang out. We'll get crazy. Absolutely. The first beer's awesome. on me. Uh, hey, first shot's on me, Mike. All <laughs> right, and Franco, I'll bring, I'll bring a quarter pound of gobble Don't worry about it. Nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. I'll see you this week. All right. Take care, man. Thank take you. Bye-bye. Record better audio anywhere with Motive Digital Microphones from Sure. Easy-to-use options like the MV88 plug directly into your phone or computer and include a free app. Create studio-quality sound for podcasts, music, and videos. Visit Sure.com to learn more.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.